Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Makes the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to recap week 17, the penultimate game for the Panthers. Uh, they lose this one, 18-10 to the New Orleans Saints. Honestly, an outcome that doesn't really hurt my feelings at this point of the season. Um, Not mine. Maintain, I was maintain. kind of worried we were going to win this game, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it was and looking then, a, a little dicey there. And then Sam Darnold does what Sam Darnold does best. Yeah. He sucks. And he gave the game away. How many Dar- games of this of Matt Rule's era has been at one score drive where they have a chance at the end and they just literally poop the bed? Honestly, less this year than, than last year. Um, yeah, because this, this year there's been, been more blowouts. blowouts. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, you know, Sam Darnold and the O-line, you know, working together to ensure that the Panthers lose this game. So, mm-hmm. uh, good job on those guys, I guess. Um, you know, I, again, I, I hate that that this is where we are in the season, where we're basically only looking now at draft position. Jerry and I are not culture guys, apparently. Uh, we would just no, we're... prefer to have to have a higher draft pick you know if we're not making the playoffs then give me the highest draft pick that you can well i mean if if, you know if it's if it's one of those situations where we're playing for a playoff position in the last you know week of the year or something then okay but we've been out of the playoffs now for a couple weeks and let's just get on playing like crap yeah playing like crap let's let's not sugarcoat this if the team was actually playing well I get the culture thing reference mm-hmm. if, you know, the team is actually up and coming. This team is not up and coming. No. This team is down in the dirt, getting down demolished by. I mean, it. The we've seen the culture BS so many times. We've seen the culture win, mm-hmm. and we've seen the next year the team play like crap. That's again yeah. what's going to happen. If we would have won this game, the team would have played like crap next year, especially if Matt Rule retains his job. I mean, it, yeah. it's just so annoying. Yeah, uh, you know, Panthers now dropped to five and eleven, which is the same record they finished with last season. Of course, with the seventeen-game schedule, they will have a chance to be worse than that uh, after next week. Of course, who knows with what the Saint the, the Bucks have going on? I mean, that that's a whole different situation. But uh, we do have the Bucks next <laughs> week, so they are they're still in the in it for the number one seed. So they'll be playing. They'll be playing their guys, but uh, but we'll see. So, uh, I mean, you know, we're not going to do uh, three key plays this week. Um, you know, just because, honestly, we don't want to. Um, <laughs> like, it's just, you know, there, there are plays in this game that you could point to. The Alvin Kamara long run in the fourth quarter, the Sam Darnold interception. Mm-hmm. Um you know the the dropped interception by Deshaun Melvin earlier in the game. Like there, you know, there are key plays, um, but we're just gonna kind of talk about. I thought that was Hartsfield that dropped that interception. Might be it was Hartsfield. Yeah, maybe it was. There um, you go. There's our three plays. There you go. I three mean, three th- key those plays. Those all three, right I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually <laughs> driving and trying to listen to the game um, at that point, so I, I couldn't I, I couldn't remember who the dropped interception was, but. But, yeah, I mean, th- but know, that puts a point to where I'm sitting at with this team is yeah. us. We host a podcast. Yeah. We we bleed black and blue. Like my you know, everything we do, we talk about the Panthers. <clears throat> yeah. You're willing to just listen to the game on the radio. I am sitting there 
watching my daughter watch Bluey on her tablet and watching the game. I mean, yeah. it's 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 like I'm no longer invested in this game. I'm not invested in this team anymore. I was thinking that the same thing. This, Go ahead. The, the offense has just just sucked it out of me. I mean, it's just yeah. like I watch this offense and just like, God, they are awful. They are absolutely – they have good players. But I just don't think from the top down it's good. No, and, and you know, I was thinking the same thing when I was you – yeah, know, I just went to grab pizza and and the pizza was wrong. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But um, I was thinking as I was on my way back and I was fuming uh, from my experience with Pizza Hut that – why, you know, when have I ever left in the middle of a football game to go get food? Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I plan my day around football. Um, but you know, they, the Panthers have given me nothing this year. They've done nothing mm. for me. So I don't know why I should continue to give them my time, you know, I- Sunday on a Sunday night. Uh, I mean, it just, I'll, I'll still, you know, we'll still do this podcast. We still love the team. You know, there's, as we kind of move into the off season, there are things to get excited about, but I, I have no, it's not fun to watch the games right now. No, it's not fun to watch the games at all. I mean, honestly, I was thinking about this. If Matt Rule comes back next year, I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of getting him fired, but yeah. if he comes back next year and Sam Darnold's our starting quarterback, I don't think I am going to any games. I used to, I love going to games. I usually pick out one or two to go and then, you know, another one or two kind of falls in my lap where, you know, someone's trying to sell a ticket cheap Mm -hmm. or my wife gets, you know, Sylvia gets a good, you know, deal on a ticket Mm -hmm. or, you know, a vendor of hers like offers them tickets and she somehow gets the tickets. Right. But no, no, this, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to go spend money on parking tailgating yeah. 20 bucks on a beer just and sit in the nosebleeds and have arguably a worse experience watching the game than you would at home mm-hmm. you know um yeah i mean i'm not really a, a big fan of going to the games anyway unless i can have really good seats just for all everything that you mentioned now playoffs or something like that yeah i mean i'll sit anywhere and you know for that environment and everything else but no i i've felt zero uh need to spend money on this team this year honestly like it just just hasn't happened um you know i will say again that the defense played great in this game i mean the defense continues they to played... play well and, and play yeah. hard and put the panthers in positions to win games the offense just isn't doing their part and they haven't no. done their part all season no not at all i mean I mean, they held, I think they is. were neg- the New Orleans was at negative four yards rushing at halftime with Alvin Kamara, yeah. you know, as their lead running back. That's that's and and Taysom Hill, a running quarterback. I mean, that's that's incredibly impressive. And Alvin they were Kamara winning the had, game. Alvin Kamara had thirteen carries, thirty-two yards. I know I'm stepping on on this. Mm-hmm. He had that one thirty-yard carry. Yeah. So he had twelve carries for two yards. Yeah. You can't do any better than that. Mm-mm. You can't do any better than that. Now, Kamara also had five catches for 68 yards. Kamara definitely had a much better game in this one than he had the first time the Panthers played them. And that, and that was probably the difference in the game, really. 
Um, you know, Kamara ended up with 100 total yards and a touchdown. That is the difference of the game. Um, the Panthers, on the other hand, just couldn't get anything going really running, couldn't get anything going passing. Mm-hmm. And you and I were kind of talking a little bit before we started recording. Um, it kind of is it's the same pattern we've been seeing, certainly the last half of the season or so, but probably the whole season. We just weren't recognizing it. Where the Panthers come out the first 15 plays or so, and they're clicking. Like, things look good. They're making good plays. And then we're talking about it on offense here. They're making good plays. They're going down the field. You know, in this game, they scored twice before halftime. Um, they're only two scores of the game. But then after that, when they have to start making adjustments, when the coaching staff has to start calling plays on the sidelines uh, and adjusting to what the defense is doing, nothing ha- They can't do it. They just can't do it. And the, and the games fall apart. And that is what yep. we have seen, and that's what we saw in this game. This game was a kind of a microcosm of the whole season. The defense keeps the team in the game until the fourth quarter uh, or late third quarter, and then that's it. It's over. And that's, that's what happened. Yeah, I, Joe Person tweeted this out, and I want to read it out. First two drives, 132 net yards. Next five drives, two net yards. That is just what this team is. And overall, they only had 178 total yards. Yeah. So if you take away those two yard, those two first drives, that's 60 yards of total offense. Yeah. That's, that's terrible, honestly. I don't care that we fired Joe Brady. You know what? This this falls on the rest of the coaching staff. Why is the rest of the offensive group just sucks balls that bad? Well, yeah, they made they made some odd decisions in this game. And one of the ones that had me scratching my head was Sam Donald started this game 9 for 9. And he was throwing the ball well. He was throwing the ball on target. Uh things were happening like, like yeah, uh, he was getting the ball out fast and Again, this was probably during those first 15 plays or so. Um, but the, the team was moving around. And they mm-hmm. pull him. They pull him and they bring in Cam. And I know it was just a run play. And it probably doesn't have anything to do with the outcome of this game. But why would you take a quarterback? That's the best Sam has played all season long. And you take him out of the game. You break the rhythm. You put him back in. And for one play, one, for play, one play, Cam had one play the whole game as a five yard run. Why would you do that? Why, why would this coaching staff do that? I don't understand it. I don't understand a lot of things this coaching staff does. And so. you're not bringing Cam in to throw the ball. Uh, that's mm-hmm. obvious because Sam was nine for nine. So you're not bringing Cam in to throw the ball. It's the most obvious play in the world is going to happen. Cam's going to run the ball. And then and that's it. That's all he had the whole game. You don't even put him in in the red zone or something, you know, where he's going to be more effective. He was like at the 40-something yard line. <laughs> so I just don't – I was watching. I was like, what is this? What are they doing? Yeah, on first down, too. It wasn't even like a third and short or anything. Because I can get that. I can get a third and one. You put Cam in because you're going to run the ball. Everybody knows you're going to run the ball at that time. And it kind of, you know, you gives a little bit of extra weapon. But a first and ten, it just, yeah, it it, it blew my mind. I, it, it wasn't I necessary. didn't mind it that much, but it, it definitely wasn't necessary. 
and it, it and goes it, back I, to this coaching staff is over their head. Yeah, I do feel like like Matt Rule, he just had to play two quarterbacks in this game. Mm-hmm. He just had to do it. He, he had to keep the streak alive. Um, it just didn't make any sense. That's all. I, I like I like to see Cam in there. I'm glad that he got something. Uh, but it just I don't know. It, it, you even pulling Sam out for one play, it has to break the rhythm. I mean, it, it and he was playing well. Again, I don't think Sam's a good quarterback, and pulling him out of the game did not make him play poorly after that. He was going to play poorly. He played poorly pretty much the rest of the game. Uh, But it was just a weird thing. Um, I want to talk about Chuba Hubbard a little bit. I don't think Chuba Hubbard is good. Um, He had 20 20 touches in this game, which we've been begging for. We've been begging for Chuba to have... A lot of touches, so we can see what he is, right? Uh, 17 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Three receptions for 13 yards. Um, The touchdown was a nice 21-yard run. Uh, It counts. You have to leave it in there. But if you take it away, then he has 19 touches for 47 yards. That's not good. Right? It's not not good. good. It's not good, and I, I agree. I don't think Chuba Hubbard has been playing well, but I also see Chuba Hubbard getting the ball and getting hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he can't break all those tackles. And the Saints have the fifth-best run defense in the league. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was going against the worst. <clears throat> I agree. I think I would like to see more of Chuba Hubbard, and I'm, I am not sold on him being a quality backup at this point. I would be more than willing to go get another running back. But at the same time, he is a rookie. He's playing against an awful offensive line. He's mm-hmm. playing against good defense. <clears throat> and he, he, this is the thing that he keeps doing for me is he shows glimpses, that 21-yard run. I'll, I'll see him break three tackles and get a five-yard run, and I'm like, well, if he didn't get the you know hit three, four yards back in the backfield – that could have been a 10-yard run. He still got an R 10-yard run. That, I see glimpses. It just, I understand where you're coming from. I just don't think I'm ready to write him off his rookie season. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that I'm ready to write him off, um, but I'm not encouraged by what I've seen. And yes, he he will occasionally make a really nice play, but more often than not, he's getting knocked down by the first person that gets to him, um, which... You know, because of this O line is often in the backfield. Um, mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't seem to me to be a guy that's going to make a lot of people miss. Um, so he's going to have to have space in order to do what he needs to do. <clears throat> he's not getting a lot of space on this team, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it was nice to see Chuba get twenty carries and I hope or twenty touches, and I hope he gets that again next week. Uh, just so we can continue to kind of see what he does. But I, I wasn't, you know, a lot of people were tweeting at me after uh, after the touchdown. Oh, you spoke too soon, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, he did nothing after that. He did literally nothing after that. So uh, I didn't speak too soon. I'm perfectly fine with what I said, uh, and I stick to it. So uh, the offensive line, however, certainly awful in this game. Seven sacks for the Saints in this game. <laughs> I, they uh, have a good pass rush. We mentioned that before, but yeah. they do have a good but pass seven rush. Seven sacks, man. Seven sacks is... Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I personally feel Cam Jordan uh, owes John Miller a steak dinner because I think he hit some escalators in his contract just from this game beating him so badly. So what were all was all I know I saw the ones blatant. One I think on John I think Miller. like three of them were on John Miller. I think what okay. they kept doing is rushing an outside linebacker or you know a corner towards Taylor Bowton, so Taylor yeah. Bowton would have to take the outside guy, and Cam Jordan could just take Cam, John Miller's lunch. Now I can't uh, say a hundred percent because you know yeah. I, yeah, I want to. I, I want to see more it. of that um, because I know Cam Jordan was on the right side pretty much the whole game. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that Brady Christensen looked okay. There was a couple mm-hmm. of times that he he kind of whiffed on some guys, and there was one in particular I think where that it was a sack. Um, but I want to look at him a little bit more too. Uh, it seemed like I, every time I saw Sam go down, though, it was not from the left side, and uh, no, it looked like Brady I, was handling us handling himself. I agree. I don't think I saw a sack given up by Brady Christensen. Uh, I did see one come from the left side, but that mm-hmm. was somebody else. That was somebody on the outside that gave that. I think it was like a corner or someone. That yeah, that was Brady. either one. That, I think that might be the one I'm thinking of where it was either Brady or Amir Abdullah that was supposed to pick it up and they didn't. Um, yeah. So it, that could be, that could might not even be on Brady. Um, either way, I think he has proven that he should have been the starter here. Uh, long ago long ago maybe not week one but certainly about midway through the season on uh and and definitely when cam irving was out and they were starting dennis daly and trent scott and some of these other losers at left tackle um it should have been brady christensen so well done to you i don't know man i mean the panthers had two sacks of their own jeremy chin and Derek brown um two really nice sacks honestly like they those guys Looked like they were shot out of cannons. Again, the defense played well. They yeah. they weren't <clears throat> awesome. They weren't lights out, but I mean, they played well enough to win. Again, it's just the they got tired towards the end. They gave up some points, which you know this is the NFL, mm-hmm. and that's that's the end. I mean, I think the past like ten, eleven games, I think the Panthers are averaging ten points a game. Something bad. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't uh, even know where they're sitting at. Certainly, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the last five games, 10 against the Dolphins, 21 against the Falcons, 14 against the Bills, 6 against the Bucks, 10 against the Saints. So maybe a little more than 10, but uh, not it's much. pretty close. Yeah, it's it's maybe like 11 or 12. It's, it's not much. Um, the Falcons game bumps it up a little bit, but... Yeah, all losses, by the way. Six losses now in a row. And what is it? 11 out of 13? Mm-hmm. We keep bumping that number up. <laughs> we keep bumping that number. Uh, oh, man. Uh, do you know Jer- Jeremy Chen only has two sacks in his career? Feels like he should have more than that. Yeah, that is kind of surprising because he did play a lot of linebacker last year. And Jeremy yeah. Chen had a good game. Uh, again... The defense had some good players, had some good games. Frankie Lou, mm-hmm. who had a good game. Uh, Shaq Thompson had two tackles for losses. I didn't even recognize that, but <laughs> I, I, that must have been on Alvin Kamara up the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Man. I mean, honestly, like I said, the, the defense played well enough to win. By far. And, and they have almost every game in this season. There's only been a couple of games, really, that the Panthers' defense just kind of crapped the bed and, and there was no no shot at all. Uh, but this was easily a winnable game. 
And and like you said earlier, I thought we might I thought we might pull it out. Um no, which no, no, would no. not have, which would not have made me happy. No. <clears throat> and thankfully, you know, we have Sam Darnold and Matt Rule, so <laughs> we are, we are good. Close games are where those two suck at. Have you looked um really hard at the box score? Uh I have been. Yes. Okay, okay. Cuz I was going to quiz you and see uh who you thought led the Panthers in receiving yards in this game. Oh, it was Ian Thomas. I already looked at that. That was Yeah. But if you didn't look at it, would you have had any idea <laughs> who led the, who led the team in receiving yards in this game? No, cuz I, I would not, Ter- not have guessed. I was glad I saw Terrace Marshall actually out running routes. Yeah, he did some things. He caught two eight-yard <laughs> passes. <laughs> and what he, was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ian Thomas, three for 33. Amir Abdullah, four for 31. DJ Moore, three for 29. Terrace Marshall, two for 16. Chuba, three for 13. Robbie Anderson, two for 10. And that's all they're receiving for the Panthers. So, I, I mean. DJ, I love DJ, but he had a bad game. Not only yeah. that, Sam Darnold, if he could have thrown DJ in <clears throat> rhythm, there would have been a touchdown. Yeah. He just threw it behind him, and the linebacker like got a hand on it and held DJ's hand like he was going to prom. Mm-hmm. But DJ, yeah, but DJ had a uh, one egregious drop. Oh, uh, absolutely! You can't that drop that. A really you... nice pass, and I think it would have been a first down. It would have at least been third and close. short, or yeah. yeah, one or two yards, but. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I want to say it's hard to evaluate Darnold and Cam, um, the running backs, because of this offensive line. And honestly, it does certainly play a part in how bad these the quarterbacks does. have played. But I don't think Sam Darnold is good. I mean, Sam Darnold has been bad with multiple teams now. Um, yeah, Cam. I mean, you know, we've talked about Cam, but the, his shoulder issues and you know everything else. I just don't think Cam is uh, a full seventeen game starter in this league anymore. Um, so I do think that we can evaluate Sam Darnold for sure. Uh, you know, just based on some of the decisions that he makes and the throws he makes when he does have time, we've seen what we need to see. Yeah, I, I personally never wanted him here. Yeah. I was hoping that we would not get him here. I didn't like him coming out of college. He was too up and down and never really won yeah. at college. You've been, you've been on that since he came out, for sure. Look, I, I have a strong belief that if you can't win at college, you won't win in the NFL. Now, there's been a few times where I've been wrong. Joe Flacco was a big person I hated coming out of college. And he won a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he struggled, but he still won a Super Bowl. Uh, Herbert's another one that is proving me wrong right now. Yeah, Herbert, you, that was a miss on Herbert. Yeah, Joe Flacco, nobody's, I don't think anybody would argue and say Joe Flacco is one of the top 50 no. quarterbacks of all time, even. I don't. I wouldn't say. Um, fun, f- fun question. Yeah. I, I know you. Now, Joe Flacco went to Pittsburgh but got benched instead of this starting quarterback. And then he had to go to Delaware, and he was drafted out of Delaware. Mm-hmm. Who was the quarterback at Pittsburgh that he was benched for? He started in the NFL a game or two. Mm. 
I don't know who. Tyler Palco. Oh my God, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) So now you see why, why I was like when he got drafted in the first round, I was like, dude, this guy couldn't be Tyler Palco. Why is he? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, Joe Flacco has some has some okay years. He made a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Uh, Hats off to him. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about here with the Panthers? Uh, I feel like we've kind of gone over most I'm of glad it. the Panthers lost. They are now yeah. jumped over Seattle, or the Jets pick, and are now <clears throat> drafting six. So the, we are the only current 5-11 and 11 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, the Jets, and the Giants are above us at 4-12. and 12. So we need one of those to lose and us, well... Houston and the Jets, we have the tiebreaker over them. So we need the Giants to win next week. Who do they play? Uh, The Giants play Washington next week. That is definitely a winnable game for them. It is a winnable game. 6-10. Let's see. I mean, I don't know how the tiebreaker really works. I don't know if it's... um, Strength of schedule or conference. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but um, the Jets play the Bills and the Texans play the Titans, so they're probably not going to win those games. Um, So, yeah, it's the Giants. You know, if the Giants win, then we at least have a shot at the fifth pick. Um, Either way, I mean, if if, even if we win next week, there's three teams that are six and ten. So, at worst, we would be picking what eighth, ninth. Uh, right now, Washington if is 6-10. If all and of those 10. teams won. Yeah, so <clears throat> if all those teams won, that would be good. But if they all lost, we potentially could be drafting ninth or so, 10th. Yeah, I mean, so at worst, we got a top 10 pick. Um, obviously, we want the highest pick possible at this point. Again, there's no, nothing the Panthers gained from winning in the last week of the season, uh, you know, except for maybe Matt Rule sleeps a little better that night, which, honestly, I don't want to happen. So I don't either. <laughs> and not, if not you haven't read that. it, Joe Person came out with a mm. a very good read from the Athletic t- about how Matt Rule is, you know, how the players don't respect him. It's kind of like they just don't really, you know, they don't believe this process is working. And a lot of other NFL execs are know that we're a laughing stock right now. Mm-hmm. Point Blake. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, um, a lot of talk about how there were players in the locker room that didn't trust the process. A uh, couple of players, I guess, that were concerned about the amount of Temple and Baylor players on the roster, something that you and I have <laughs> certainly voiced before, that uh, it felt like the uh, it wasn't a meritocracy. It was more of a who-you-know type of deal, which that's never good. You always want the guys that are you know, earning playing time out there with playing time or the big contract or whatever. Certainly feel like Robbie Anderson got his big deal because of being a former yeah. Matt Rule guy, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it's worked for the Panthers as well. I mean, bringing Hassan Reddick in, I don't know what... Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu. I, I, I think he's from Temple. Um, 
so yeah, the Panthers, you know, there's there's been some positives. And honestly, Robbie Anderson was really good his first season. Like you and I were perfectly fine with that contract when it yeah. happened. You know, we we kind of wished that they would have gone with DJ Moore instead if they were going to extend one, but nobody was upset that Robbie Anderson got that deal. Now maybe we're upset <laughs> seeing how the season has played out and how bad Robbie Anderson has been. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it it, that's the thing that we worried about with Matt Rule was that he's relying too much on the people that he knows. Uh, and he even said it. He even said it when he was talking about Joe Brady, how he he would have liked to have brought in a guy that he knew to be his OC, but instead he went out on a limb and brought in this you know guy that he didn't know, and obviously that didn't work out. Even Let though he pitched this. him in the hiring <clears throat> process? Right. Let me ask you this. Do you think Phil Snow... Like let's let's say that Matt Rule gets fired at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Has Phil Snow earned an a defensive coordinator job in the NFL? I think so. I think he's, he's improved this 60s. defense a lot. Yeah, he's in his sixties, and I, I don't that's, think he's that's he's, if he wants it, though. I mean, yeah, right? Has he ever? He, he's never been a DC in the NFL before this. Um, but I I think he's done pretty well. Like if you look at you know, the points scored against the Panthers, it's not great. Uh, but, like, yardage-wise, and again, a lot of that is field position and all that stuff. Um, I feel like he's 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 pretty good. And it, honestly, if the Panthers brought in another coach and they wanted to retain Phil Snow and he wanted to stay, I think I'd be okay with that. I think Phil Snow deserves it if he wants it. But that's the thing is, I don't know if he wants it. He's kind of been following Matt Rule around, and if Matt Rule gets fired, he'll... He'll pick up. He may take the year off, and Phil Snow may take the year off too. He's sixty-six, unless the he other may retire. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, being a coach in the NFL or just college—that's a lot. Depends if he wants to continue coaching or not. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, I mean, I'd be happy if if he came back. Uh, maybe not like happy, but I, I would be fine with it if he came back. Um, I think Me too. He's, the the defense has certainly improved over where it was last year, and uh, the guys seem to like him, and they play the defense plays hard every week. So mm-hmm. I'd be I agree happy with that. The, um, the only, all right, go ahead. My only negative is it does seem like the up the middle type of stuff, like getting rid of Denzel Perryman for <clears throat> Jermaine Carter, and not kind of getting that run stuffing linebacker that I feel like this team needs. I don't. I'm hoping that's just more personnel decisions than his decision slash his coaching i think it is i mean honestly i i do think the denzel perryman thing is such that's rough man i mean and that was mentioned in the in that joe person article as well uh basically that it didn't seem denzel perryman was um buying into the process quote unquote uh whatever that means so you know certainly within well within matt rules um purview to get rid of a guy like that if you wanted to but i don't think that aged well uh from for sure i mean the guy made the pro bowl this year and certainly would have been a huge difference uh in the middle of the defense where like you said we've had issues this year so um i don't know how many wins that translates to but you never know um all right any any other thoughts on this game in particular uh, nothing. I'm just ready to do my heroes at zeros. Okay. 
Go so, ahead. Who you got? Uh, my hero, I am going to go Frankie Louvu. He kind of stood out to me during the game. Uh, I, I don't remember. I think he had three tackles for losses. He was flying mm-hmm. around there early. He led the team in tackles, nine total tackles. So so I'm going to give it to Frank Luvu. For a guy who came onto this roster and we both were like, who? Oh, he's a camp Mm -hmm. body. No, he wasn't. He's been a good playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hats off. Yeah, he's the guy that both you and I loved in preseason. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that he made the most of his opportunity here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know that I have a hero in this game. Um, I guess I, I would choose someone from the defense. I'm um, going to can I give you mine then? My second one? You have two heroes. I have well, zero heroes and you have two heroes in this game. Well, Go ahead. well two guys who stood out to me that yeah. really I kind of... Derek Brown. There was a play on that first drive for New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. where he came from the the complete opposite side of the field from the line after a pass catch and went and tracked down Alvin Kamara. I believe Mm -hmm. it was, it was like 30 yards where a safety should have been the one making the tackle. Derek Brown chased him down. And then there was a few other plays where I saw him get tackles for losses, really breaking up Alvin Kamara's run game. So I'd give it to him too. Yeah. He, he and chin were the two that I was sort of looking at. Um, so maybe an honorable mention to chin, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I got no problem with Derek Brown. I think uh, he had two tackles for loss total, uh, had a sack. So yeah, I, I'm good with that. Um, for the zeros, I mean, you know, take your pick of guys. Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh man, I don't even know. So I, I guess I'll go with Darnold. No, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Miller. Uh, right guard John Miller. He... Just had a, a terrible game. I mean, you can go look and, and see how many of those Cam Jordan sacks were on him, but I bet it was at least two, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, he certainly didn't help out Taylor Moten over there on that right side at all. Uh, it was definitely a liability, so I'm going to go John Miller as my zero. Yeah, that's who I was going to go with too, John Miller, or whoever was guarding Cam Jordan the most that gave <laughs> up the most sacks. Because, like I said, if it was Taylor Moten, you you deserve it. But I think yeah. what they were... What the Saints saw and developed from last game was that Taylor Moten could stop Cam Jordan. The guard could not. So they just kept tweaking it so Cam Jordan would come from the right side but mm-hmm. would face the guard and guard or center. And Pat Elfline, I saw many times where the pressure came straight up the middle again. So he could yeah, have I mean, been honestly, up there too. Honestly, you could, you could give the zero to the whole offensive line. Seven yeah. sacks. I mean that's not that's not an accident. That's you unfreezed. Hey, <laughs> nobody's watching anymore though. <laughs> Club thirty-seven is Club thirty-seven. Yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> the three of you that's that are watching. That's a thirty-five minute mark. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, did you see that Antonio Brown seemed to retire at halftime with the Bucks? Game? I watched that. <laughs> I, w- I watched that kind of live. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna go do once we did heroes and zeros. We're gonna go ahead and look at the other NFC South games, mostly because we want to talk about this Antonio Brown thing. <laughs> that I I remember I was watching Red Zone, and I was like, because I was watching the Cincy game, mm-hmm. and with my daughter. So you know, it's like. Most yeah. attention to towards Bluey, but you know, red zone and Cincy game. Cincy. And I was like, 
did I just see Antonio Brown take off his pads and chuck it to the into the field? And I was like, did he get kicked out of the game? And then like halftime hit at the Cincinnati game, and they were talking about it. I was like, oh my goodness, he literally just supposedly Tampa Bay was in the red zone on third down when he did that. Mm -hmm. And there's a video of Mike Evans. I think it was Mike Evans trying to hold him back. Be like, look, dude, calm down. Like, and he was so close to making millions of dollars for escalators in this contract. Like so um, weird. Um, and I was kind of looking a little bit, I haven't seen any more about it, but Bruce Arians said after the game that, uh, he was basically trying to get Antonio Brown to go into the game, and he was refusing. And so he told him to to get off the field, essentially, and he got off the field all right. <laughs> like, so so strange. It reminded me of, remember a few years ago um, when Vontae Davis for the Bills basically quit at halftime? But uh, that right wasn't as... Halftime? But you got to give Antonio Brown credit. He did it in Antonio Brown way. Of in the middle of a play game, ripping off his jersey, ripping off his undershirt, throwing Walking across glove. the field. Like, it's just like trying to pump up the Jets crowd. Like, what? I mean, Dude, his career's I, over, right? There, yeah, nobody's. T- he's, he was barely on a team uh, through the grace of Tom Brady, who, you know, for some reason loves the guy and fights because for the guy. Because he's such Let's a talent. the guy t- live with him, you know, he, for he's half He's such a, a talent. He's such yeah. a talent that Tom Brady was like, dude, just just chill out. I really hope he gets the mental health that he deserves. Yeah, because I, just, I got a bit he, bad he, feeling he, about him. Yeah, I have a feeling. I I don't want to see this, but I have a feeling five years from now we're gonna hear a bad story about him. I hope he yeah. gets the help uh, that he yeah. needs yeah. because he needs help mentally, and that's. <laughs> Just from an outsider person, you could tell he needs it. Yeah, I don't think anyone would disagree with you on that. Like, <laughs> that's uh, that's a that's obvious. Um, all right, uh, Bills beat the Falcons twenty nine fifteen, and the Bucks did win the, that game. They beat the Jets twenty eight twenty four. So the Bucks are now twelve and four. Uh, I believe their over under before the season was eleven and a half. So anybody that took the over on that, which was kind of a gimme over, yeah. Um, They've won money, uh, and the Jets are now four and twelve. So you know, continuing to be one of the worst teams in the league. And they were winning that game for a little while. They looked honestly before yeah, it was kind right of before that Antonio Brown mm-hmm. left. They were up, and after that, they scored the touchdown, and then they kind of started. They took off from there, and they did what they yeah. did. Um, so just kind of looking real quick at the playoffs for the NFC. Um, New Orleans is still alive. Uh, they're in eighth place right now, so they're one game behind San Francisco and Philly. No idea what the tiebreakers are or anything like that uh, between New Orleans and those other two teams. Uh, I think New Orleans played Philadelphia earlier this season. Not sure if they won. Let's see. Nope, they lost. So Philly beat New Orleans earlier, so Philly would have the tiebreaker there. They did not play San Francisco, so <clears throat> not sure how that tiebreaker would work out if it was San Fran and New Orleans. But obviously, New Orleans has not been eliminated, so they they are still alive. Um, and Minnesota also still alive, although they play a little later. So yeah, I mean, there's still a little bit of intrigue in the NFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Philadelphia has been on fire. I think they've won like five in a row. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, four in a row. I, I'm just kind of sad because we're just we're out of it. We're yeah. we're just sitting here spinning our wheels, looking at another well, team. I was looking at Philly's schedule earlier because when we played Philly in Week Four, I think Philly was one and three, and we were three and one. Mm-hmm. Or Week Five, um, and then Philly won that game. And really, since then, the teams have gone in completely opposite directions. Yeah. Like, Phillies won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of their last nine. Panthers have lost six in a row and 11 of 13. So, completely different trajectories for both of those teams. And, you know, that's the type, that's what you want. That's what you want to see, especially for, I think they've got a first year head coach. They've been getting better. Philadelphia's getting better as the season goes along. Yeah. Which is what we saw a lot under Ron Rivera, honestly. Well, I mean, we saw it towards the end of last year, too. Let's, I mean, yeah. the offense struggled. I mean, the wins the weren't there. But the defense, the you could season. definitely tell, yeah. was shaping up. Yeah. And that continued into this season. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, the, you know, I just want to look real quick at last season. So yeah, the Panthers. <laughs> So they were three and two last season, as we all remember, and then lost, you know, whatever. They only won two of their last what, ten games or something. Um, so very similar in terms of falling apart towards the end of the season. But you're right that you know the defense certainly looked better. Uh, they had the shutout against Detroit uh, last season. PJ Walker, hero game. Um, <laughs> he still almost lost the game for us. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm I, done. I'm done with Matt Rule. That's all I want to say. I'm done with Matt Rule. I'm yeah, I am too. I'm not done with the team, but I am definitely done with Matt Rule yeah. and this this version of the team, I should say, because I am ready for a new a new restart. Even though it was just a couple years ago, we had a restart, but I mean, of it the, is what it is. Of the of the teams in the NFC with the worst records, so basically Washington, Chicago, Seattle, Carolina, New York, Detroit, Carolina has the worst the worst strength of schedule of those teams. We're the only one of those teams that has a strength of schedule under five hundred. Strength yep. of schedule, excuse me. Um, so even the competition hasn't been terrible for this team. They just haven't been able to do it. Haven't been able to win. Yeah. I mean, we haven't been able to win close games. We haven't been able to really... I mean, I feel like we have some quality players on offense, but it's another year where the offense just completely and utterly sucks. Yeah. I mean, what do we do? What do we do as fans to keep paying our money to keep going to these games? Do we keep... Watching every Sunday, I don't know. That's the, that's that's a tough question, man. Because you want to support the team, and I think the team performs better when you have a raucous crowd and you have the home field advantage. But who wants to pay to go see this? You know, I mean, luckily there are no home games left this season, and you know, next season, every the hope will be there again. You know, even if it is Matt Rule. You know, we'll have a draft class. There'll be some guys we're excited about. There'll be some free agent signings. 
Um, you know, CMC will be healthy for the first two or three games of the season. Probably going to have a new quarterback. You know, so there's going to be hope. Um, but I'm not. I'm not spending any more money on this team until I see something change. I'll just say that. I'll continue to give my time to continue to do this podcast, continue to watch the games on TV, continue to spend way too much time thinking about the team and researching and just, you know, randomly looking up facts throughout the day. But money-wise, you know, I'm not going to spend any more money until I see some improvement. I Honestly, I I don't, I won't either. I'm not going to be spending my hard-earned money for this team anytime soon. And, and I'm saying that mostly, even though David Tepper will not be watch, listening to this podcast or this mm-hmm. YouTube video, but just because I want other fans to realize kind of where we're sitting at, too. Like, we get where you're sitting at, where, you know, I know family members are like, I don't know if I'm going to watch the game. I'm like, I get it. I'm right there yeah. with you. You know, I... I'm here. We're diehard, just like the rest of the people listening to this podcast. But it's just tough. Yeah, it's tough to and watch I, this team. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, I, I was here during the the one in fifteen season. I don't know, were you Same. here? Yeah. So I mean, we were here. We watched every one of those games. Um, I'll continue <laughs> to watch every one of the games. Uh, you know, I never. There never comes a Sunday where I'm like, I just don't want to watch the Panthers today. Um, I always want to watch. Sometimes it's for different reasons. Like today, you know, it was mainly I want to make sure they don't win and I want to make sure, you know, see what Chuba can do and, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, I always want to watch. So I, I don't know, man. It's it's really hard. It's hard to be a Panthers fan right now. It just is. Yeah. It really is. Go check out, yeah, if you have not read that Joe Person article, if you're still listening, uh, congratulations. But if you have not read that Joe Person article, then go check that out because it is really illuminating and it's just, you know, Joe Person's been killing it all season. Uh, He's the only writer for the Panthers at The Athletic, uh, you know, this season. So, you know, throw some money at him. I I mean, they, they always run deals over there and it's been worth it for me to pay the 29 bucks a year or whatever have access to that stuff usually you can find it like on black fridays and stuff for like a dollar i think i'm a dollar a two month do- yeah. yeah two dollar a month i think i renewed mine yeah. for two dollars a month this year so yeah 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 i just but, do like this the the student discount thing is you know because i have a dot edu address so but there's plenty of ways like jerry said to get it really cheap so it's worth it all right any last words before we sign off nope All right, we want to thank everyone for listening or watching, and if you like the show, please let your friends know. Maybe not this year. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our shoe show. I said shoe. Please like on the shoe. (laughs) Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Yes, watch out for the Meow Mix edition. Nike is coming out very soon to you. We'll be back sometime later this week to preview the final game of the season. Um, And we'll talk about doing some fun stuff, too. Uh, And then we'll find out where we're drafting. We'll start looking at draft profiles. I'm I'm honestly looking forward to that. I know Neil, left tackle out of Alabama, Mm. will not be where we're picking at. It looks like he's going 
top two or three. Yeah. So I keep getting there's messages some, yeah, there's about some interesting him. guys. Yeah. Um, I've seen a sinner Ludlum or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember I've his seen name, him. but he's, yeah, he's been uh, a guy that a lot of people are focusing on and, and that's a position of need for sure. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll do a, a podcast where we kind of recap the season, do some awards, um, stuff like that. So that's always fun. Um, but until then, everyone, stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, wow.